It's Ryan Grant, Green Bay Packers, and I'd like to introduce the Acme Packers podcast. I am very excited. I absolutely love the <laughs> Yes, sir. With Packer People 12 and Big B. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. Social media fans, if they traded up to get Jordan Love. Carry the G. Packers legendary quarterback, Brett Hundley. MySpace and the Cheesehead TV comment. Okay, that, that's just stupid. It's going to be awesome. Your names are awesome, so everything else is good to go. But let's, uh, let's have fun talking about Packers stuff. Go Pack, go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Acme Packers podcast. This is episode 10. How are you doing today, Big B? Doing good. Excited. Yeah, so today we have a pretty special guest. You know him, but more importantly, you love him. Packers Nation, give it up for Tom Grossi. Insert applause sound. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cloud goes Get wild. Excellent. There. Thank yes. you, guys. <laughs> thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. It's our pleasure, man. So today we want to talk with you, Tom, about running a podcast, the Nadler controversy, as well as Aaron Jones and Twitter trolls. <laughs> okay, so, that, that, yeah. that is the docket for today. Yeah, so exciting stuff going on in July of the off season. Yeah, it's nothing like the heart of the off season to really get your blood flowing. Yeah, let's start off. Packers news, Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon signed to contracts. Jordan Love is $12.6 I believe it's all guaranteed, or most of it at least. Uh, what do you think about it being guaranteed, and what does that say about the Packers' plans to get them out there and rolling pretty soon? Well, I, I think you're, you, you're starting to see um, more guaranteed contracts come at the very end of, like, the first round, if I'm not mistaken. You know, you've seen, I think, like, the 26th pick last year got a fully guaranteed contract as well. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into it, but I think it just kind of reinforces the idea that he is the future starter of the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, the front office has a ton of faith in him. It all started when they traded up for him. You know, they, they yeah. must have had a lot of faith in him instead of grabbing, you know, a wide receiver. But, you know, all those things, I think that Jordan Love, hopefully, I don't see the front office doing this, is not going to play any football this year. Hopefully, it's yeah. the preseason, if there's any, or if it's a blowout. That's all the only times that we should see Jordan Love. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think instead that's the right thing to do. You yeah. look at Patrick Holmes, who's now the highest paid athlete in history. You know, he's, he sat out his first year too. I think he played a, a total of one game. And I think that, you know, when you have a guy who needs to develop like Jordan Love and you have one of the best QBs to ever put on pads and Aaron Rodgers. It's the perfect combination. And I think he's going to have every opportunity to succeed, but I, I don't think there's any rush for him to see the field. I completely agree. So big B, let, let's start off. All right. This is the most important question of the day. Does Aaron Nagler have a dog? You know, honestly, this is one of those things that people were really concerned about Area 51 last year, but I think that this story by far trumps that. I mean, yes. I have seen conflicting reports, you know, but I've been, I, I've been scrolling and perusing the social media, and I have to say, I haven't seen any evidence of said dog. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of just at this point hearsay. Uh, but I, I'm really hoping that we do get an image or some kind of confirmation shortly because this is the kind of stuff that the world wants to know about. Yes, uh, I think Nagler, he has a lot of to topics, questions surrounding him. You know, he can't get away from it when his no. exercise. I think, I think the biggest thing going against him right now is the fact that, you know, in that extra cheese, 
where you hear the dog bark and then suddenly he says he has to go. That's just a little mm -hmm. bit suspicious there. Yeah, you know, but who, I mean, they could go any which way. Did they foster maybe? Maybe they yeah. were dog sitting for a friend to test it out because I know the daughter wanted a pup, you know, yeah. but that's a responsibility. But on the other hand, if you're going to get a dog, quarantine because of COVID is the best time to get one. At the same time, the tunnel continues because what happens when all the pounds are sold out? I know lots of friends that have been trying to get dogs. They can't get dogs. The wait line is too long. It's too long. So does he have connections? I think that's the bigger story here. Did Aaron Nagler use his influence to adopt a dog and cut people in line? That's the real story here. Yeah, I, I definitely think there could, could be abuse of power there. Definitely could be pressuring. I mean, Big B is the president of the Get All of a Dog Movement 2020. So, you know, hopefully if he doesn't have a dog, it needs to be done soon. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the hope. I just, I hope that, you know, reports don't come out after a thorough investigation that there was abuse of power because, you know, I feel like that, that's the last thing that this country needs right now. Yeah, we need the truth, Aaron. So uh, now getting to less important topics, uh, you know, you really, it's crazy the past, even just two months, how your channel has grown and everything. So what is your favorite part about running your great YouTube channel and your podcast? And just having somebody, people that care about your opinion on something you love. <laughs> That's a fantastic way to put it. The fact that anybody cares. Yeah, I mean, that's still a shocking thing uh, in of itself, uh, the fact that anybody cares. But no, I mean, like, it's, it's one of those things that even if you go back two years ago, not many people did. I mean, it, it's, it was very, very small. I think there was... I, I remember vividly, there were plenty of episodes where I was beyond stoked if a hundred people listened to it. And I was like, yeah, you did it, Tom. And I patted myself on the back. And I was like, what a champ. And, you know, that I think that that just speaks to the consistency of it. The thing that I love about it the most is that I honestly just get to choose whatever the hell I want to talk about. And, you know, there's such a variety of content on the channel that, it's kind of like, all right, if you don't want to watch that one, cool. If you do, cool. But I think yeah. at the end of the day, you know, where I started five years ago, uh, going on six and where we are today, it, like that hasn't changed. It's a matter of like, I'm making the stuff that I want to make. I'm having fun doing it. And I'm just, it, it's, it's all consistency. You know, anyone who asks of how do you start a podcast? How do you grow a following? It's good content. I mean, that, that helps too, you know, having good content yeah. and stuff like that. But it, it's just consistency, consistency, because so many people just make stuff for a few months and then nobody watches it or nobody listens to it. And then they're like, okay, well, this is way too much work to get literally nothing out of it. And they stop. And I don't blame them for that. But I mean, I did that for you know three years in which basically nobody was listening, but I enjoyed doing it. And then we went over to YouTube and you know, it's, it was slow, but eventually, you know, ironed away and it's starting to grow. Yeah, I think one of the most amazing things about that is you have, obviously, your main audience is Packers fans, but you also have such a wide audience throughout the league. So many fans follow you just because you put out so much different content outside of the Packers, and I think that's really awesome. Yeah, it, it's fascinating because, like, two years ago when the Packers were really not doing well and it was the Vikings' turn to to do well, uh, a 
surplus of Vikings fans came over to the channel. And I was just basically just talking about Packers stuff. And it was, it was mostly Vikings fans that were coming over to kind of like, you know, rub salt in the wound. And then they wound up staying. And I was like, <laughs> I yeah. got them. So like that, that's the thing. And, you know, two years ago it was like the, the Bears, you know, when the Bears were doing really, really well. Um, yeah, I got those years mixed up. But when the Bears were doing really, really well. Uh, and then a bunch of Bears fans came over and they've kind of just stuck around for you know, a while. I mean, like, it's crazy because I, I look at the analytics every now and then, and, you know, Wisconsin, I think is top five, but it's not number one. Like California is like number one. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I think it's a, a testament to the fact that a Bears fan, you know, can come and listen to the channel and feel welcome and, you know, feel that it's, it's content that's worthwhile listening to, even though it's not their team, you know, yeah, I'm, ex mm -hmm. I'm especially proud of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard not to mix up those years when it only happens once in a lifetime. <laughs> that is very, fans. very true. <laughs> All right, so you touched, us, touched on this a little bit in the last question, but advice on beginning a podcast. Yeah, so the, the advice that I tell everybody starting out with is to start cheap um, because I know way too many people that go and sink like $500 in equipment and then they do it for three months and they're like, this is the worst thing ever. And then they stop and they just wasted $500. So I, I, the first thing I tell them is like, buy like a USB mic, you know, something that could, could plug in that will give you like decent enough audio and that you know people won't complain about. And if you are okay at video editing, great. Then go straight to YouTube. I mean, I've had people, people usually reach out at least once a week kind of asking that question. And YouTube has such a reach, right? Because there's so many people on YouTube. So it's a blessing and a curse because the curse is that everybody's putting out stuff. You know, there's millions and billions of minutes uploaded every single day. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it does give you that reach, even though the algorithm's a pain in the ass. So I think it's, if you are able to produce some kind of video content, great, that, that, that will give you a bigger following more quickly. Um, but it, it's, it's honestly just sticking with it. It's just pure consistency. And that's very easy to say, and it's another thing to do it, but the vast majority of podcasts fail within six months, just because it is a lot of work. You know, it, it's a ton of work. When I started this, it was pure audio for just two years and that was still a lot of work. And, and it was very frustrating to like make stuff and like nobody listened to it. And then, you know, fast forward in which I'm adding a video component, which again, I had no experience. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Sometimes I still don't. And like doing all of that and you like spend hours and hours and hours of research, recording, editing, and you put it out and 10 people listen to it and you're like, okay, I just like, you know, blew through three to four hours of my life. And that that's kind of the result. You have to be okay with that. Like that, that is a, a grueling grinding kind of uh, process, but if you do and you stick with it for, I'm talking years, you know, you have a good shot at, at getting a following. Yeah, I think me and Big B, we've ran a, this Instagram fan page for three or four years now. I know I started right in the middle of the run of the table season. And my first game was the Falcons game. And I was thinking, if we keep on losing, I'm going to have to delete this page. I don't know what <laughs> type of curse I put on us. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's there's a lot of pages that they don't put out original content. They, they aren't dedicated. They put out, they just put out news that was reported eight hours ago. You got to stick with it, make original content. And I definitely hope we're new to this podcast and I definitely hope we can uh, grow from here. 
Yeah, I mean, like, and it's tough too. I mean, there there would have been it would have been real nice to have a co-host once in a while, right? But again, like that's one of those things that I had I found that when I was doing this and I'd found this throughout is that you know people don't have that same dedication. Like you know, at sometimes if you have two people that can do it, freaking great, run with it. That's awesome, and it's very rare. But you know, you look at a lot of podcasts, and sometimes it's just one person because they're like, you know what? I'm going to go through the three to four years of nobody listening and, you know, hopefully we come out on the other side. And I think, you know, we have guests and stuff like that that come on this podcast and um, every week during the regular season, which obviously is nice because you get interact with a lot of people, but it's a grind. It is most definitely a grind. One of your iconic things on your channel is your, your intro. So can we get a live intro for the culture, for the audience? I got you. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> um, get the right. voice. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Crossy Bossy Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. This isn't my podcast, Crossy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. to hear it through the Zoom. Phenomenal. <laughs> you know what's funny about that, too? Like, I did that on the very first episode. It wasn't elongated like that, but like the first episode in 2015, like, I did that intro. I'm pretty sure I did. Like 99% sure. <laughs> now I'm thinking back and I'm pretty sure I did. Um, and like people have asked me like, where did you get that from? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like we just, the grassy posse thing had come out already. Like that had already been an established thing. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the whole intro was literally just like made up on the spot. I was like, yeah, I think I like that. And it's yeah. just stuck for five years. Just started one day and then, then it's a thing. It just snowballs. Yeah. All right, so what is your favorite topic of NFL to make a video on, like free agency, draft, watch parties, or fan reactions? Ooh, it's funny. Last year, and I was on record saying this, I freaking hated the draft so much. So much. And the reason being is because – um, that was when I want to say I started in like March or something. And I put out a video literally Monday through Friday on a different player every single time. And it was just grueling. That was my first time really like quote unquote covering the draft. And it was just, it was a monster considering this season. I've been doing f- at least five episodes a week since August and had and still going into mid July. I didn't mind it as much. And I feel like the draft has grown on me a bit even though it's a crap ton of work but I I think the the reaction videos are probably my favorite thing to do just because I get to go balls to the wall crazy and come up with some really uh insane ideas and I think that that's kind of uh where I've taken because that's really how the channel started too it was the Packers Seahawks reaction video from the NFC championship game so you know, the fact that it's become kind of like a staple and is by far the most popular things on the channel. Um, yeah, no, I think that that is kind of, uh, that's kind of become the bread and butter there. Yeah. And one question I have on those videos, what does it, like, do you spend eight hours of research on Twitter to see what <laughs> no. fans thought or you, you just look up the scores? Yeah, I literally, so usually what I do is I'll, like, tomorrow's going to be the Jaguars, for example. I have done zero research on the Jaguars thus far. (laughs) I have ideas about what I want to do, but I'm going to sit down tomorrow with a blank notebook page, and I'm going to write down their schedule, their won or lost, what the scores are, and then I'm going to sit in front of a camera and make a reaction video, and that's it. Like, that. that's basically how it comes out. And I, like, even the craziest things, yup, is literally, like, I have no plan going in. 
I try to like identify like patterns and stuff like that. And that's, uh, that's about it. So it's, um, it's a lot of improv, <laughs> but it, it usually comes together at the end. Yeah. Next thing, let's talk about Packers 2020 season. Hopefully there is one. But uh, do you have any record predictions? I know you've probably made plenty of videos about this before, but you think we'll have better performance with a less amount of wins or opposite? Yeah, no, I think that that's kind of the growing sentiment that we're going to be a better football team with a worse record. I mean, 13-3 is a pretty damn high bar to try and clear, you know, and I think there's a lot of expectations, of course, you know, but Matt LaFleur coming into his second year, being able to establish his type of offense uh, on top of that, hopefully we see some growth and development from some wide receivers, the addition of guys like A.J. Dillon, Jay Sternberger, hopefully playing a full season. I think all those things together – we should be a more te dominant team. Um, I mean, today's video that I'm literally going to record after this is about the defense. And I think that, you know, for Mike Pettin, this is kind of like his last shot, I think. If he doesn't improve that run defense and that run defense is still not up to par like it was with the NFC Championship game, I don't know if Mike Pettin's going to be on the team, you know, after this. Because I think it, at some point, like, you, you can't make any more excuses. We, we, got, we went out, we got the Smith brothers, we got Amos, right, who were great. Brought in Christian Kirksey, who hopefully, it's a big hopefully, can remain healthy and he could be that middle linebacker that we've needed. We drafted Kamal Martin. Um, but you also look at guys like Rashawn Gary, right, in which if he is able to, you know, see the field and kind of live up to that number 12 overall pick, you know, that, that defense is going to get scary. And that, I think, is what we've kind of been waiting for for a long time because it's been like since the Super Bowl, uh, and then, like, 2014, we got close, where our defense on both sides, you know, for running and pass defense have been, you know, solid top 10. And it's usually just one or the other. Either our pass defense is garbage or our run defense yeah. is garbage. And, like, I think Packers fans just, like, want some consistency. And you saw flashes of that last year. You know, after that first Bears game, I was like, oh, damn. Like, that, that's it. Like, here we go. Like, this is going to be it now. Um, but I think, you know, if you're able to get that balanced football team on the defensive side of the ball and on the offense, yeah, then this team can be built to uh, at least make it into the playoffs. And then from there, you know, it's anybody's guess. Yeah, I definitely think he is, Pettin has a lot going against him, especially considering he isn't LeFleur's guy. He came in uh, last year from McCarthy. And just the talent he has been given, two first-rounders and – spending $60, $60 million on the Smiths, Amos, all those free agents. So he definitely has a lot to prove this year. Yeah. Now, again, like, that's the thing, too. I mean, if you look at it, you know, with Dom Capers, we obviously kept Dom Capers way, 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 way too long. But looking at there, like, and how many times that we drafted on defense and we just struck out. I mean, like, look at, what was it, 2017, 2015, 2015. Uh, Demarius Randall and, like, Quentin Rollins, like, you know, we're trying to address cornerback. That didn't work out. Josh Jackson, who the hell knows what's going on with that. Jair Alexander, thankfully, worked out, you know, and he seems to be progressing. Darnell Savage seems to be a home run. I think it's just a matter of, you know, we've we've missed on a few. Montrevious Adams, a third-round pick. And, you know, so some of it does get put on the front office and their lack of bringing in talent. But at the same time, you have Mike Pettin, who has had a few years now to kind of, like, establish his system with, with actual talent. Like, we actually got some. Uh, if he's not able to do it this year, yeah, I think it might be time to look elsewhere. So let's skip down to the our favorite segment, 
on the show. The league hates us. Let's roll the intro. Aloof, condescending, arrogant, difficult to work with. You said Aaron Rodgers was overrated. The media will try to push that narrative. And if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd ask to be traded. The hell with all of them. This week on The League Hates Us. So on The League Hates Us, we take pretty much stuff that triggers us on Twitter. Most of the time, it's just getting mad at Colin Coward and Skip Bayless. <laughs> um, but today, we got pro football focus. Uh, Colin Coward and his top five arm talents, and finally, the greatest of trolls on Aaron Jones. Colin Coward, he went and mentioned his top five arm talents. Number one, Russell Wilson. Number two, Tom Brady, 42 years old. Number three, Drew Brees. Number four, Kyler Murray. And number five, Jared Goff. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not sure who, what his rating scale was on these, but I'm not sure what he's seen in Jared Goff and Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. I, so when he, I'm sorry, the, it's arm talent was yes. the... Top five arm talents. Now, what does that mean? How far you could throw the ball? How accurate you were? Because I feel like there's also a lot that goes into that. Again, because like you look at like a Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has a cannon of an arm. I don't know how the hell Patrick Mahomes is not on there either mm -hmm. because, you know, the guy just got paid 503 Okay, yeah, all right, that's bad. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson's definitely on there. That's fine. Brady, if you're talking about accuracy, sure, I guess. I don't know if I'd have him up that high, but uh, same with Drew Brees. His completion rating is also super-duper high, but he also has, like, a possession receiver like Michael Thomas who just catches everything. Yeah. Um, I think Rodgers is in that conversation, I th but I think the fact that Mahomes isn't in there is actually the biggest sin. But, like, you know, with, with those guys, I find I get sent their stuff a lot, and they're mm -hmm. like, did you see what Skip Bayless said or Colin Cowherd said or whatever, whatever, whatever? And my answer always that is absolutely not mm -hmm. because I don't – Care. Like it was one of those things. And what I mean by that is like, I'm a guy sitting in my basement who has an opinion. Mm -hmm. However, I am also very, very upfront going, I'm a guy in my basement who does a crap ton of research. Yeah. But like, I, that's my opinion. That's it. And mm -hmm. like, you have guys like Callan Cowherd or, or Bayless coming out and be like, this is fact like this. And I'm just like, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> so you know, I think it, it's, it's arbitrary lists that, you know, are literally meant for your segment to, to trigger yes. people because they click on it and then they're like, oh, good, money, please. Yeah, trending on Twitter, they, they put out something stupid. They're, they get their team full of writers to think of something that will get Twitter angry. <laughs> they're just like, which one, which one will stir up the most controversy today? That yeah, one. They, okay. they pick Jack a Prescott files. deserves more money than <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. So uh, next we, we got Aaron Jones. There was a picture he posted where he – he brought his PlayStation while his wife and oh was in God, labor. Yes. Uh, the people on Twitter, I mean, it's just insane to me. I mean, first of all, these people commenting this stuff probably have a one in 200 chance of ever becoming a father. Uh, but so <laughs> one of these guys replied uh, to Nagler. He said he, des he deserves the backlash. What an immature man child. Cannot wait now until AJ Dillon takes his place. There you go. That's a, that's a hot take of the day, folks. Yes, that's I, it. Yep. I think I feel like the people don't know how labor works. Yeah, like, it's not like they, a two-hour doctor appointment. No, like they've seen an episode of Grace Anatomy. And they're like, that baby <laughs> just pops right out. And Aaron Jones was playing Madden while or, or Call yeah. of Duty 
more zone while the baby was coming out in which he specifically said like it takes hours she was i think studying i think and like and then as soon as like the actual baby started coming he's like all right boys gotta go and 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 that was it like i don't understand why this is like this would be like me bringing a book you know if, Mm -hmm. if my wife was like having a baby or something like that or bringing my nintendo switch i don't know i think that yeah it's but again like we've gotten into a point where everybody is like some people i saw some people praising it and was like this is a legend like this is so awesome and then you other have the other people like you were mentioning saying like this is the worst thing that anybody's done ever and i think it's just it's just such an a climate society right now where like there's not a single thing that you can post where like it could be the most innocent thing and people are like, I'm going to crucify you for this. And you know what? I hope Aaron Jones scores 20 touchdowns this year just because of that picture. Yeah. I guess. To me, it's like, especially where he brought up AJ Dillon, that's what really got me. It's there, because you know this exact same guy where AJ Dillon was drafted said something like, this is the worst draft pick of all time. You know he's that exact same guy. Oh, 100%. So the 100%. fact that he brought him into it, like, he's super excited for that beyond me. I'm, like, I'm telling you, wait, like, five years from now, four to five years from now, if Jordan Love is the next franchise QB, all those people who were saying that this was the worst draft in the history of the world are going to be very, very quiet. And honestly – Jordan Love is the only one that needs to hit when it comes to this draft. Like, that, that's the honest truth here. Because mm-hmm. considering how much we, you know, we traded up for him, what we could have gotten, et cetera, you know, he's, that, that pick needs to work out for that front office. Um, you know, I, I really want A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon will work out. But, um, you know, people uh, are going to get very, very quiet if, if Jordan Love turns into the next big thing, which hopefully he does. You know, again, I, when, he, when it first happened, I was disappointed just because of where we got him, and I thought that we could have gotten something else. I don't hate Jordan Love. I think he's a great player to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. But, um, yeah, people saying, like, this is the worst. They need to fire Brian Gutekunst because there was a whole lot of that that came out right following the draft. And I was like, wow, we've turned on him real quick. In the span of two years, we were just like, he is the greatest GM ever, and oh my God, we hate him. Like, just go and look at after we signed the Smith brothers, and people were like, okay, we did a lot, blah, blah, blah. And then even some people started saying, well, you're overpaid them. All those people yeah. are really, really quiet now. Yeah, it's, I think me and Big B in episode three, we were doing a live episode after the draft. I don't think we even actually uploaded that episode because oh, yeah. we – <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> you're just finding out about this now, apparently, because yeah. there was the whole time, really, there was like five people in there. We were trying to defend the Jordan Love pick and people were going nuts. Like, I mean, they were bringing up uh, letting Jordy go for Jimmy Graham, which, first of all, about that, it's everybody agreed with that. I agreed with that. I don't know how many Packer, other Packer fans, but I thought the general thing, uh, idea was – that, you know, I think Jimmy Graham will benefit us for the next three years. It makes sense to cut Jordy. But now what's being used against him, now people appreciate the Ted Thompson way a lot more. Well, it's interesting because, like, when before Jordy got released, I, I did an episode saying that someone has to go because I think Jordy at that point, he was getting paid something like 12 or 13 mil a year. Cobb was over 10 a year, and we had just re-signed Devontae to over 10 a year. And I'm like, guys, you can't pay $30 million, you know, per year for three wide receivers. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense for the cap. 
And, and I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll tip my hat on this one. I didn't want to be right. I was not happy with the Jimmy Graham signing because I was just like, this guy is old. And, and I was so tired of the tight end roulette, you know, bringing in, you know, Bennett or bringing in Cook and Bruce, like, and it's just constantly failing because we haven't had a good wide receiver since Finley or at least mm-hmm. a steady one, consistent, like, tight end one. And yeah. I think, you know, when that happened, you know, people get very upset to the point where they obviously get very, very attached to players. I mean, people were still asking if Jordy Nelson's going to come out of retirement for this year. Um, but I think, yeah, it's funny. You can't win. You have Ted Thompson, who was very, very cautious to go into free agency. Um, and people criticize him for that. And then you have Goody, who went in last year, and he was getting criticized for that too. Um, but I think overall, there is – you don't get criticized when you're winning. Right, you don't get criticized like when the players are working out, et cetera. And the same thing will happen with Jordan Love if he works out. I wish I could have fully understood uh, Packers football and the whole landscape in 2005, but obviously I couldn't. People hated on Rodgers when he came in. Uh, oh yeah. And now it's going to be the same until Jordan Love throws for 5,000 yards. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like you know, with Brian Gutekunst. You know, he, he's had some risky picks. You know, the, the 2018 draft, you know, with Josh Jackson not working out, who knows if any of the wide receivers he picked are going to work out. Jamon Moore is no longer on the team. EQ coming back from injury, hopefully he can. And then MVS, I think, is on his last year uh, if he doesn't explode. But then you have, you know, the risky picks of guys like Rashawn Gary, Jordan Love. And I think that while he has hit on people like Jair, Elton Jenkins, who he obviously exploded on, Darnell Savage, you know, there is going to definitely be a, a microscope on Brian Gutekunst if uh, if the Jordan Love and Rashawn Gary pick don't work out. Yeah, two biggest questions going into this year, I think, uh, other than if there will be a season. But other than that, I think that's a great place to end it off. Thanks so much, Tom, for coming on. Really, uh, We really appreciate it helping us get our name out. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm sure – if you're uh, listening to us, you know who Tom Grassi is. But if you don't, make sure uh, check him out on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and on Spotify. But other than that, we will see you. And uh, hopefully we get to talk to you sometime again, Tom. Yeah, Dad, thanks for having me. This is great. No problem. See you.